if the very idea of expressing your feelings makes you want to throw up, and I mean like projectile vomit across the room, then this might just be the episode for you. Who is God? What is the meaning of life? When does life begin and where does knowledge come from? But most of all, why am I like this? Join hosts Bat and G as they take some catnip and tackle the questions everyone has with special guests from their personal and professional lives. This season, it's midnight and there's a lot on our minds. My name is Jeevanasam, your dropout philosopher, and with me is my wonderful mentor and friend and co-host of this show, Bat the Cat. To set the scene, I've just left grad school and I've started a new job on July 10th with a completely different environment, and no, I will not be elaborating. And one of my favorite things about this new job has been my coworkers, one of whom is quickly becoming one of my favorite people, specifically because of the way she communicates. She's very direct and kind, which isn't the same thing as nice, and our conversations have been refreshing and healing. We have a lot of check-ins, and during one of these check-ins, she asked me if I knew how to express my feelings while actively feeling them to the people I love. And listen, <laughs> I've been in therapy for about 10 years now, but unfortunately, my answer is that I do not. I do not know how to express my feelings while actively feeling them to the people I love. I know how to talk about my feelings, I know how to explain them and psychoanalyze them, but I cannot, at the basic level, admit to what it is I am feeling without any explanation or disclaimers. This is especially frustrating for me because I'm a writer and a poet, at least I think I am, and I have a feeling my coworker could tell because she pulled out the sentence starters. And this is the kind of thing you learn very early on in therapy, right? And yet here I am. 10 years later, still wanting to stab myself anytime I express my feelings. If the very idea of expressing your feelings makes you want to throw up, and I mean like projectile vomit across the room, then this might just be the episode for you. There's two of these sentence starters that resonated a lot with me. The first being, I feel blank, where you say an emotion that you're feeling, and then because blank an action or event. It's very important that you're referring to an action or event and not a person. And yeah, I... Now, mind you, if you're a stranger and you come up to me, I'll be able to tell you exactly how I'm feeling, no problem. But it's in these instances where I have to express how I'm feeling while I'm actually feeling them to people I love. That's the difficulty. And I did some more self-reflection and there's two specific areas where I think I find it the hardest. One, which is probably going to be very surprising to the people that know me, but one of them is expressing affection. I find it very difficult to fully express the affection that I feel towards someone. And I often feel very embarrassed and humiliated 
again for no reason i can't explain to you why but it's very difficult for me the other instance is when i'm dysregulated emotionally for whatever reason usually because i'm triggered by something whatever it may be and it's that moment where my brain is trying to process the fact that this is someone i love and someone i care about and yet something they did or said has now put me in this triggered state and nine times out of ten sometimes ten times out of ten this person had no intention of hurting me and yet here i am feeling like this person hates me and i'm trying to come to terms with it and i'm trying to express what i'm feeling but in my mind i know i'm being um, dramatic or I know I'm being too sensitive or whatever it may be and yet I know that those feelings need to be expressed anyway because this is someone I love and if that person truly loves me they should be able to understand where I'm coming from as you can see even now I have trouble being clear and direct and expressing my feelings without worrying about what everyone else is thinking about it anyway so I feel blank because of blank. Seems easy enough. It's been 10 years and I still have an issue with it. Let me know if you are having any easier of a time doing this. The second sentence starter she gave me was, I don't know what it is I'm feeling, but I feel blank. And insert physiological response here in my body. The thing is, and most therapists now agree, most psychologists now agree, that every emotion and mental state has a equal physiological response. Um, it looks different in different people. I know they have some correlations with like hip mobility and neck tightness, but again, people hold trauma in their bodies in very different ways. Of course, shout out to the book. The Body Keeps a Score, wonderful book, which explains really the physiological elements of trauma and of um, the different aspects of mental health. Anyway, so here we have the two sentence starters that my wonderful coworker gave me, and the first one being, I feel blank emotion because of blank action and event. And the second one being, I don't know what it is I'm feeling, but I feel blank physiological response in my body. Simple enough, right? So why is it the hardest thing I've ever done? And I can be a very expressive person, don't get me wrong, but in the moments I need to express myself the most, I sometimes even go mute from the intensity of it all or say things I don't really want to say especially when it's a negative emotion I need to express, like anger or sadness or anxiety. Yes, of course, you're right, Bat. I know you're not supposed to label emotions as either positive or negative since all emotions have a purpose in our bodies, but for simplicity's sake, I will distinguish emotions by how positive or negative they feel to me currently. So. Unfortunately, currently, sadness and anxiety and anger all feel very negative. Um, but I am hoping to learn how to harness them to be more useful for me, even if positivity is not my goal. Anyway, 
I'm supposed to be a poet, I'm supposed to be a writer, and yet here I am having a lot of difficulty expressing my feelings. And it reminds me of this song called Crash by Whit Lowry where he's talking about a, a woman he's deeply in love with and being unable to express how he feels about her. And the part of the song goes like this. We're at this diner that we found somewhere between then and now and I ask you if you want jam for your toast. You spent the night the other day, so many things I could say, instead I shy away and I choke. I'm supposed to be a poet, so open with my emotions and all I can ask about is your toast. <laughs> and yeah, in addition to these negative emotions, I have a lot of difficulty expressing the affection that I feel towards the people I love because it's a lot. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not... I have to be transparent here and I feel a lot of the emotions very intensely and I have been told that I can be a lot and that I can come off very strong and I think I've internalized a lot of those comments and so I to this day have a lot of difficulty expressing affection. Of course there's a lot of other reasons for this and I've never seen my parents express affection towards each other, they've never expressed very authentic affection towards us towards their parents you know it's like not only did i not receive it i did not see it period and then when i started trying to express affection towards others it was very quickly labeled as too much and too intense so here i am at 24 unable to express what I truly feel and feeling the need to hide how I truly feel more often than not. And here's the thing, I understand I could definitely learn to express my feelings better and I will and I am. And my question is why can't we all learn to be more perceptive and considerate of the people we love, right? I mean, a lot of my friends like to say that I am very perceptive and observant and it's not I'm not a superhuman I'm not special I just pay attention <laughs> maybe a little too much sometimes because then if someone's having a bad day and they don't tell me why they're having a bad day I just automatically assume that they are mad at me and they hate me and they want me to throw myself off a cliff so maybe too observant but why can't we all learn to be just a little bit more observant. Maybe not to the level I'm at, but why not? Because I recently became aware that I'm generally perceived by others as neurotypical and strong. And while I want to say just because I carry it well doesn't mean it's not heavy, the truth really is that I'm not even carrying it that well. For example, I've lost weight, which people may attribute to me just getting more gym time or physical time but it's actually because I've lost my appetite from a depressive episode from a very severe depressive episode however we live in a society where thinness equals healthy and so people overlook the fact that I've lost 20 pounds in two months from not eating and instead compliment me which I know of course they mean well, but in my mind it's it's a moment where I feel a lot of body dysmorphia and again, 
I'm not carrying it that well. I'm constantly anxious, worrying that the people I love hate me or are judging me. My brain is constantly telling me to feel humiliated and I often reject myself before someone else can. I literally psych myself out before asking someone for help. I will be in a lot of pain and I'll be like, okay, I need to reach out to a friend and I need to talk to them. I pick up my phone. I click on the messages on or on the chat with a friend and for absolutely no reason my brain will be like but they could be busy and you're annoying you were sad yesterday you're sad again today the person is gonna be like so what's new <laughs> and before I know it I have rejected myself and I have neglected myself and I have told myself no without even asking the person if they want to help. So then the dilemma becomes, can you learn to understand me while I learn how to speak to you? Here, I know Bat will have a lot to add as a member of a species who is also frequently misunderstood. How are some of the ways you feel very misunderstood, Bat? Right, right. Thank you so much for sharing. That's so profound. If I may, Bat just shared her experience of being treated as an animal with limited emotions and affections because her way of showing affection is very different from other animals. You know, like <clears throat> cough, cough, dogs. It's not her fault she has no eyebrows though, right? <laughs> Which, you know, it's so interesting that so much of the reasons that we attribute to cats being less affectionate or not as emotional has literally to do with the fact that they don't have a face structure like most other mammals like dogs who have eyebrows. So interesting, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, Bat and I have been living together for a little over five years now and the more time I've spent with her, the more I realize just how deep and complex her emotions can be. It just took reframing what it looks like when she is feeling sad or happy or angry. Without eyebrows, we can't understand facial expressions the same way we can with other human beings and with dogs. Luckily, facial expressions play little role in determining how she's feeling outside of looking into her eyes. To get a better understanding, I've prepared some questions for you, Bat, so you can educate our audience as a local expert on cats. So first, what would you say is your love language? What is a love language that is more difficult for you? so much in that but um, let me attempt to translate a little here so first she wants to just give the disclaimer of course that the love languages are a pseudoscience made by an unqualified pastor not a psychologist in a Christian self-help book to influence women to sleep with their husbands in the name of respecting their physical touch love language but if she has to choose a love language she says that quality time is probably her favorite or her 
chosen love language and I can confirm this she loves being anywhere that I am she you know she shits with me like and you know you know how it goes you know the saying family that shits together stays together I don't make the rules um and she also loves to mirror me and that's she was talking about mirroring and how even though it looks like she's turned away from me it's actually that she is looking the same direction as me isn't that interesting that the same reality which is the fact that she is facing away from me can be described in very different perspectives and the truth doesn't change so I could say she's facing away from me but it is just as true to say she is looking in the same direction as me which she says is the truth physical touch however she says is not always easy but she does love to cuddle some people at some times right did I get that correct Pat? yeah um Another question a lot of people might be wondering about is your tail. How much of a role does your tail play in your communication? Thank you so much for sharing that, Pat. So for this question, she says that tail language may differ slightly between cat to cat but generally there are some rules that pretty much say the same. One being if the tail is up in the air there's some sort of bend to, to the end of it um, that means positive generally so you'll see if um, a cat has their tail up um, when they greet you for example that's a good sign or maybe there's a slight flick at the end of the tail again good sign if it's facing down or or limp and they're it they're not laying down then you might want to approach with caution and of course if it's poofy generally the cat is either angry or scared so again be gentle and stay away thank you so much for sharing that bat and while bat has learned how to show me love in a way i can understand in loving her i've also learned to understand the way she is comfortable communicating with me and so thank you so much for being vulnerable with us tonight bat so here we are an artist who has a hard time expressing their feelings verbally yes i'm learning to and it's important to know a couple of things i'm not neurotypical and i do hold a lot of communication related trauma from immigrating and having to learn a new language then finding difficulty in both of the languages i know and this is all on top of the family dynamics and not knowing how to express my feelings in a healthy way because it was never modeled for me. Is it really a conversation with a neurodivergent person if they don't bring up their entire trauma history with you in the first 20 minutes like I just did? Anyway, <laughs> I am also a writer and a poet and I, well at least I think I am and I have said multiple times in this episode that I am. Do I really fully believe it? I'm not sure. But I can tell you that it is the way I feel the most safe communicating while I'm writing or, or you know, through poetic means. 
However, I'm also remembering that my coworker isn't the first person who, in other words, told me I have more to learn about expressing myself. There were two other memorable times. The first time was a little mean, but I have to admit it's true. He said, you're not as good at English as you thought you were. I even had a hard time just trying to read that right now. <laughs> and again, as much of an asshole statement that was, I think unfortunately it is true. And the second time was when I was trying to text someone how I really felt. And it's someone I still love very much, told me, you have a way with words and it's beautiful. But the heartbreaking element of that was that it still wasn't enough. And here I want to say that there has to be a way for me to meet myself in the middle. I don't know that I can use the sentence starters, right? I recognize that I have a lot to learn about expressing myself to other people. But also, I am who I am and I do communicate in my own way, just like Bat does. Call it luck or coincidence, but I came across two things around the same time I had this conversation with my coworker that has now given me words in my own communicative language to express my feelings as I'm learning how to use these sentence starters that my coworker first gave me. So, first, I binged the show The Bear on Hulu for three days. It's definitely a great show, definitely a cathartic one for me, and I will probably be delving more into it in another episode, but basically it's a show about a genius and famous chef, Carmen, who came back home and is trying to get his brother's restaurant back on the map. There's a lot of high intensity scenes and none of the main characters know how to emotionally self-regulate. So in those moments when he maybe fucks up or there's a lot of raised voices, he does the ASL sign for I'm sorry, ASL standing for American Sign Language, where you place your right hand into a fist and rub your chest in circles. As someone who ends up feeling the same way internally and has difficulty speaking in a constructive way in those moments, and as someone who wants to learn American Sign Language, I think it would be really helpful for me to get down some signs to help de-escalate and communicate to the person I love that I need a moment. I also learned, and this is not on the show, but I also learned the sign for I'm depressed or I'm feeling blue, which is where you have both of your palms facing your chest. Fold your middle fingers toward, to point towards your chest and bring both your hands down to your stomach. I'm hoping to add more signs to my vocabulary as I'm learning to express my feelings and teaching the people I love how to understand me. The second thing that's given me new language to express my feelings is another thing I'm grateful to the job for. Starting this job when I did is so timely because we recently started this new project to learn basic greetings in the 10 New York City languages. And I was assigned Haitian Creole, so I'm literally learning another language. And I'm learning it from another coworker who's, who's it is, it's his native language. And in one of the team meetings, as we were learning the different physical aspects of speaking an unfamiliar language, this coworker shared a Creole phrase that's used when you have a thick accent that might make it difficult for native speakers to understand you. Curiously though, when I looked up the phrase, another time you can use the phrase is, in quote, 
when a strange anxiety renders you unable to speak. And I thought, what a coincidence that this comes up right around the time where I'm realizing just how much difficulty I have to express my feelings verbally. So the phrase is long mue lu. I hope I'm saying that correctly. If you speak Haitian Creole and I butchered that, I apologize profusely. I think it's a beautiful language and I hope I'm doing it justice. So it's long meaning my tongue is heavy how fucking beautiful is that how would it look for me to simply say when i'm struggling to speak and still want to be heard and understood and yes i've been in therapy for 10 years and by now i should know the basics of expressing myself but i'm not there yet and that is okay i used to be frustrated and i would say all therapy has done is make me understand myself and teach me how to act in an acceptable way that's palatable for everyone else but I still feel like shit and there is definitely truth to that but I'm also realizing that I am allowed to apply the tools I've learned in therapy in my own way it is enough that I want to learn and I think maybe the methods weren't working because it didn't feel personal enough I only put more distance between my emotions and my thoughts rather than truly understand what it means to self-regulate and effectively communicate how I'm feeling. I know I don't want to be understood merely through the lens of psychology for various reasons, but the main one being that I can, it can only really explain my past to a certain extent. But I want to be understood in my entirety. I want you to learn me through me. And I can only do that by applying these rules that are, of course, of course, scientifically based, but in a very visceral, poetic and personal way. Plus, Bat thinks it's a great idea. And honestly, that's all I need to know. So to answer the question my coworker asked me in the beginning of this, no, I don't know how to express my feelings while I'm actively feeling them to the people I love, but I am learning to, and I am, and I will, both to express and to translate. And until then, I will rub my chest with my fist and say, Lang Mue Lu.